0: So I'd just like to show you some of the new stuff we're doing in Mango around tiles and push notifications. And specifically what we're looking at here now is these are kind of the first-party experiences that you're used to seeing. These are the tiles that you've kind of had around for a while. There have been some changes to some of them in Mango. But these are what you don't get to play with as a developer. These are controlled by the first-party experiences. But if I scroll down here, What I've got on my screen is actually a bunch of third-party tiles that developers are creating today. And you can see a bunch of different examples here. Some of these are using push. Some of these are actually using the new local tile API in Mango. uh, And some of them are just using what we call a scheduled tile update, where they just go pull a tile every hour or a couple hours. Uh, And there's a bunch of different ways that the people, the developers, are getting information down to the phone using these tiles to help uh, users get more data quickly so that the tiles can be glanceable. You can get in. You can see what's on the tile. And you can get out and get on your way. Um, specifically, I'm going to show a couple of the new mango features that developers can take advantage of. But first, let me just pin my sample app and everybody's been able to do this in the past. You can see MSNB News here, MSNBC News here, this is my sample app. I'm going to pin it to the start screen and everybody's been able to do this. This has always been around in the phone. Uh, but there's a couple new things we can do. If I go into the app, you'll see that, uh, I have a bunch of different news categories. And for example, I can go into the world news category. And again, there's some stories inside that category. And then I can go into an actual story. And all of that took you know three or four steps. It's a nice way to navigate into the story. But what if that news story comes immediately and I want to see it? What I can do now, thanks to Mango, is I can actually do something called deep toast. So here's the toast that's just coming at the top of the screen. That's a real toast that came from the real service. We're not cheating. And if I click the toast, it's going to actually take me directly to that news story using the same Silverlight navigation methods that developers are used to. And now I've been taken directly to the story instead of having to do all those navigation steps down into the app. Much, much quicker way to get into what users care about most. On top of that, This app has one tile today, but actually in Mango, it's going to be able to have multiple tiles. So instead of me having to go into the app and then say that I want to go read World News, what I can do is I can pin that World News category to the start screen. So I'm going to pin it. And then, using the local tile API, you can see it gets pinned, and I put a count on it, and I put a title on it. And so now, when I click that world news tile, I'm actually going to go directly to those world news stories. So I've actually gone into what I care about most instead of having to navigate through the app. And on top of that, I can use push notifications to let people know when something important in that category of news happens. For example, you can see the count just updated to say 10. And in just a second, the tile is going to flip over to let me know that some things have changed in the world news category. And you can see that I've done this in my sample app below. But this up here is a BBC News app that's actually a beta app that a developer is creating for Mango when it's released that's using some of these same features, using push, using background agents, using all these great new things you can do with tiles to deliver information directly to the user on their Start screen.
1: Welcome to the Knowledge Chamber. I'm your host, Robert Hess. We're continuing our series about Windows Phone, specifically focusing on what the new Mango platform is going to provide. Joining us today is Thomas Fennell. Hi, hey, Thomas. So you're from the uh, the Windows Phone application platform team, uh, That's right. who's actually doing the development of the new cool features that are going to be coming out on the Windows. Mango. Plus, you were also working on Windows Phone Seven as well. That's right. Yep, I've been on the team since we had Seven O launch, just before the Seven O launch, and then continued through Mango. Okay. Now, in in the demo we saw, uh, you were illustrating off tiles and showing how some of the capabilities. So, one, one quick question I have about that is that is that. You mentioned first party apps and third party apps. Right. Um, I remember one time I was talking to an audience and I was telling about how, you know, I like going out and talking with ISVs and someone in the audience raised their hand and says, well, what is this thing called an ISV? And Fair I said, enough. well well, you are. <laughs> uh, so so what is a first party app and what's a third party app? Right. So we, we kind of, you know, internally differentiate those experiences.
0: A first party app is something that's native to the platform, something that's kind of built into the phone, whereas a third party app is what we let, you know, the developer platform folks build. That's that's basically everybody that's not a Microsoft employee, or even some Microsoft employees that do it on the side, but that are out. there and build apps for the App Store. So that's what we think of as third-party apps. And there is a difference in what first and third-party apps can do, um, especially when it comes to tiles and some of the notification stuff. But in general, the principle is what you see with a first-party app is basically capable with a third-party app. Especially in tiles, we've given you a lot more stuff in Mango that you can do to be more like a first-party app. So we do differentiate the experiences somewhat, but third-party apps are that's really where the goodness is. That's mm-hmm. the stuff that goes in marketplace. That's the stuff we want people to go out and
1: yeah. do. Yeah. Well, it's like on, on the on the first version of Windows Phone, uh, first party apps could have live tiles so that mm-hmm. actually do some fun stuff, animation wise on them, and plus they could be double wide. Right. Um, and third party apps couldn't. They right. would just be. put it,
0: a little more static. Yeah, right. Yeah. A little more restricted. Yeah. But we've changed a lot of that in Mango. I mean, you know, third party apps now can have stuff on the front and the back of the tile. Uh, the tile flips over. Granted, you don't control the animation, but you get to feel a lot more alive. It definitely mimics the first party experience a lot better.
1: So. Now, was the reason for the change simply because we realized that third party apps wanted to do that, or was there a reason we didn't do that to begin with?
0: There, there was just time in the beginning. And, and to be honest, feedback has made you know made up our mind for us. We did some uh, some system design reviews at the very beginning of Mango, and uh, it took the live tile features from this point in the list to way up the list. Right? We actually got great feedback from developers saying, this is awesome—the way I can interact with these customers. I can push this information down to them very easily, very quickly. But I just need more. I need—I need a richer way to communicate with my customers. And so we started thinking about ways we could do that. And we said, well, we've already got a lot of this—this this paradigm with what we do with first-party apps. Let's take and let's extend that to third parties. Let's think of this feature when we develop it for Mango as also a way to give it to third parties instead of just thinking it as a first-party only feature.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think if I was a third-party third-party app developer, I mean. I would want everything that Microsoft had yeah, that they are, could do in their applications. Absolutely.
0: I, mean, I can't blame you. Yeah.
1: Now, is, is there is there still stuff that, that you're working on for a next version of Windows Phone that's going to increase that capabilities that didn't have time to put in this version?
0: I mean, yeah, we definitely definitely hear the the feedback, like even from the early Mango developers, that this stuff is great, we really appreciate it, but we still want more, and that's fair enough. We're always going to want to give them more. Uh, There's been developers that have been asking for things like animations. I'm not going to make any promises at all, but I mean, there's things like animations, there's things like having, uh, you know, different layouts possible for the tiles. Like today, we give you a place you can put a count, we give you a place you can put a title, we give you a place you can put some text. All of these things are kind of prescriptive, and developers have said, can you make it a little more free-form? Can we maybe have some XAML layout on the tile to make it you know, just a little more customizable? So we're thinking about all these things as a way to extend the tile framework, to extend that to make it better for developers so they can be even richer with their communication
1: just so long as you don't let the tiles play random sounds. Sure, fair <laughs> enough. No
0: problem. We, and it, it, you know, it won't be like the Nyan Cat thing or anything if yeah. you've seen that online. We'll, we'll try and keep it you know, respected. End user in control. So. Okay.
1: so let's say I'm a developer and I've got an application I want to make use of some of the new push notification and or tile stuff. What's my first step? i got an existing Windows Phone 7 application. Okay. How, many, how, many, how much changes do I need to do? Oh, that's such a good question. So we're really proud of the fact that if you are already done push notifications, if you're
0: already a third-party developer that's in a push app, you basically don't have to make any changes. So the APIs that you use on the phone for push notifications have essentially not changed. That's the beautiful thing about XML. When you send a push notification, you send an XML payload down to the phone. So just by adding some things, some new elements to that XML, you're able to take advantage of the new features using push notifications. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be able to update multiple tiles instead of just the one tile that you could update in the past, Now you just pass a value down that specifies what tile you want to update, and you can update it. You didn't actually have to change your
1: application code. You really wanted to change your service code on Mm -hmm. the outside. And I guess that also means if, if I've updated my application to use this new deep push notification mm-hmm. type stuff onto it, if one of my users hasn't updated his application yet has gone to the marketplace and clicked on it and he's still running the old one, the same push notification is still coming through. It's still got the same old information in the payload The new and it's just, just, just not looking at the new stuff. <laughs> that's right. It's fan- it's, it's really, that's one of the beautiful things about XML, of course, right?
0: just making it extensible for the future. Um, to do some stuff with the local tile API, though, where you can you can send local toasts or you can do local tile updates without needing push at all, you do need to write some new stuff into your app. But luckily, it's pretty easy. You've got create to create a tile. You've got update to update a tile once it's already been created. And you've got delete. And then when you do create or update, you've got you know essentially six properties you update on the tile. Very simple collection of properties. Call create, call update, call delete, whatever you need to do, and you've done it. It's just a very quick, easy way to update those elements.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, on on the push notifications, uh, let's say I'm a simple little developer, and I'm just developing a little, like you know, a, a, a co- cocktail application, and I want to do push notifications. Is this going to increase? My need to have a special server someplace that's able to handle pushing those notifications out, like I've just got like a like a GoDaddy server or something like that, um, or is this something that Microsoft is doing for me? So there's two pieces. So in the push side of the world, there is a need for you to have
0: something in the cloud that has some logic to say when to push the notifications down. That part of it's actually relatively simple to do. It can become challenging at significant scale, but most developers, for you know the, the scale that they're doing for other applications, can do it with very small instances of service. A very small Azure instance would be plenty to handle what you need to do. The real challenge of scale comes on our side, on Microsoft's side. We're going to have hundreds and thousands of people using push notifications. That is developers writing apps for those, and then every one of those developers going to have a bunch of people getting push notifications. So we host the MPN server, the Microsoft Push Notification server, and it does the hard work of scaling out to make sure that all these hundreds and thousands of notifications that come in every second actually get sent out and sent down to the phone. So we try and minimize your need as a third party developer to scale as much as possible by taking on most of the load to do the ho- the heavy lifting on our end.
1: Mm-hmm. OK. Okay. Um, then, then let's go to the, the live tiles in and the capabilities there. Um, Colors, images, fonts? Let's see. Let's go through all the different properties. So on the front, you can have a
0: count. That's a badge in the top right corner that can be anything from basically 1 to 99. If you send us less than 1, we'll just take the count away. We won't show up. And if you send us more than 99, we'll just show 99 because we figure if you've got 99 things that you haven't acted on inside (laughs) the app, most likely you don't. You want to see 100, (laughs) right. Um, So that's the count. Uh, We've got the background image. So on the front of the tile, there's basically just a spot for a PNG or a JPEG. It can be 173 by 173, 80 kilobytes, basically anything you could, I mean, that's the most creative part, right, is whatever you want to put in the image. Some people Mm -hmm. don't even use the count. They don't even use the title at the bottom. They just use the image. Um, And then at the bottom, it's called title, but you can put any string you want in it. Mm -hmm. Um, All that stuff was available in 7.0. In Mango now, you've also got the back of the tile stuff. And on the back, again, you get a background image. And you get this bigger string that you can put that's called content string. And it's a it's a bigger string, just a bigger font size. Um, and then on the bottom, you get title again as well. And that title, it can be different than the front. The front and back, all the properties are completely independent mm-hmm. of each other.
1: I suppose you know if you can change the, the background image on either the front or the back of the tile, you can visually make it look like anything. That's and right. So if you wanted that number someplace else, you could just manually, and if you wanted it to be 101, you could just manually kind that's of right. draw the 101 and stick it in there.
0: Developers are very creative and they've done stuff like that and some of the coolest stuff I've seen is developers that kind of integrate the Metro style, they'll kind of replicate what it looks like as a first-party tile, but extend that to their third-party tile. Because you can take you know, a basically a mostly transparent PNG, overlay just the things you want on it, and make the counts and everything drawn either on the server, or you could now draw them locally on the fly and push them out to the tile. And you can render whatever you want on the tile to either take advantage of the stuff we give you or the visual style that you're most interested in.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, before I close down, uh, do you have a favorite feature in Mango? I do. I absolutely love the Twitter integration and the people hub. So no, we'll, we'll just, we could all no, we said we didn't have Twitter. We had Facebook before. and right. So now, now Twitter's added to it. That's right.
0: And I used to use a um because I'm, I'm more of a Twitter consumer. I'm not really a, a, I don't tweet much, but I like to read a bunch of stuff on Twitter. Uh, and so I quit using a third-party Twitter app pretty much altogether because I go into the People Hub and I can just see all the latest tweets. And the nice thing is it's it's got really great easy filtering in it too. So if I'm only interested in Twitter right now, or if Twitter's kind of loud and I just want to get it out of the way and just see Facebook, for example, I can filter between those things. So I've gotten kind of rid of RSS as well. I've all been using Twitter to follow tech press and tech blogs and stuff, and pretty much using it solely to see up-to-date information in the People Hub.
1: Can you give us a quick demo of it? Absolutely, yeah, I'd be happy to. Okay.
0: So I'm a really big fan of the Twitter integration in the People Hub. Uh, now when I go into the People Hub, uh, I'm, I'm always in here checking out my What's New feed, seeing Facebook, etc. But it's really nice now that I can actually go in and I can filter by what's uh, what I'm interested in. Specifically, Twitter in this case. Uh, I've used Twitter basically to follow tech press and to follow some comedians that I like. But it's nice to be able to go in here, just look at the Twitter stuff, and see what's happened lately, what's going. Actually, there's one from Conan O'Brien right there. We can see our buddy Charlie's been tweeting like crazy ever since his changes he recently announced. So it's a really great way for me to get in, get out, get on with things, and you know, keep on with the glance and go that makes Windows Phone so fantastic.
1: You know, that feature might actually make me want to use Twitter more often. I'm not really <laughs> big Twitter. I never could quite figure it out, but that that, that actually might uh, sell me on it. Turn right into right. a consumer like me, you know, information consumer, and it's really handy. Okay, well, thanks. I, I appreciate the time chatting with you, and if someone wants to know more about uh, either the push notifications or the tile interaction they can do on Mango, where should they go?
0: Should go to the MSDN documentation. We've updated MSDN to be, you know, all the push stuff has been completely rewritten. There's, of course, a whole new section on the local tile, local notification stuff. Um, it's just, you know, you can find it on you know developer.windows.com phone.com. Go check out the MSDN documentation links. It's excellent. Really really well updated.
1: Okay. I'll put uh, links to that in the description of this episode as well as any other links I find that uh, I think would be useful to them. Thanks. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, I hope this will help you develop your Windows Phone Mango application to make full use of push notification and the tile capabilities you can now achieve. Thanks for joining us.